Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Unstacked podcast, where we cover everything from crypto trading and investing to NFTs, decentralized finance, and so much more. The Crypto Unstacked podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer to buy or sell financial products. This podcast is sponsored by CoinFlex, the home of crypto yield. Whether you're passively managing money or taking an actively managed approach, you can earn and trade crypto easily on CoinFlex, which sees over $2 billion in daily trading volume. CoinFlex is committed to making crypto derivatives yield accessible to everyone, whether you are investing hundreds or thousands of dollars and more. With a newly launched automated market-making product called AMM+, you can earn yield on crypto by providing liquidity into the futures markets. The AMM Plus is 10 times more capital efficient than other automated market makers and offers multiple collateral types so that you can earn more with less. Interested in learning more about CoinFlex and trying out the AMM Plus? Head over to coinflex.com AMM to get started and let the market work for you. Ori Cohen, welcome to Crypto Unstacked. Thank you. Nice to see you again. Likewise, buddy. You are the co-founder of eFrontiers, which is an Israeli-based uh, market-making firm, and I'll, I'll come back to all of that uh, because I wanted to start off uh, with some history about yourself, if that's okay. Well, according to your bio, you were born in 1974. For listeners to this pod will, who haven't got the benefit of video, I can tell you that it feels or looks like more like 1954, but you studied computer science at Ben-Gurion University, is that right? Yes, yes. I am studying uh, physics and computer science in uh, Ben-Gurion, yes. And, and which point did you join the army? Was this before university or after university? How does it work in Israel? In Israel, we have the 12 years of school. When there, uh, also I finished by learning uh, or study computer science. Then we go to the army for three years at least, unless you are signing for one or two or 20 years more. But all of us uh, goes to three years, and then plus or minus directly to the university. Ah, fantastic! And in the army, were you on the sort of technical side, like with computing and physics? That was that where you got the interest from. In the army, I was a field soldier with a, some a special unit that somehow was mentioned also on, on those events. I saw it in the Israeli newspaper, but I was a field soldier. I mean, fantastic. Actually, having drunk whiskey with you many times in Hong Kong when you used to visit, uh, I would have thought you would have fitted better for the uh, entertainment division, maybe like a dancer for the army, because uh, yes, that yes. really would be your skill set. I remember this night, yes. I remember it. Very good. I remember paying, and not you paying either. But yes, we will leave that as an official record <laughs> on Crypto Unstacked. So... You went straight into technology, working for a kind of a billing systems business. Is that what you did after university? Yes, after the university, I learned computer science, but didn't know so much, but I like it. And then I find a job with a, a company that after that, uh, become one of uh, my best partner and friends. And yes, uh, then there we made a, we create a, a few billing systems, by the way. For the some largest companies in Israel, a few years later, we sold the company 
to bigger company than ours that's selling a billing system. And yes, from then, from there to algo trading, directly to algo trading. Yes, that's what I wanted. This is when you, your story becomes interesting. So this was Tradomatics, right? What made you switch to algo trading? Nothing special. I must say that personally, I'm not a trader. I don't know a lot of tra- manual trading or I didn't have some background on that. We always uh, love numbers and deep technology, so it's fit to us. Must say we also were very naive about that. It, we thought that this market is still young and everything, and it was a very naive uh, step. Na- naive step how? In terms of uh, how advanced other trading firms were or how much capital you need to deploy or speed? Exactly. All of those together, we didn't dream about the complexity of that field because we are in a, as an HFT company, at the end, you see that at least half of the problem is not the algorithm, is how you execute it, from where you execute it, what is your fees on the exchange, and all of those small numbers can become the big change between small company and huge company on that field. Is not only the algo side. We were one of the biggest company on, in Israel on that side. On uh, HFT, yes, we served the uh, Israeli stock exchanges officially market makers. We were one of the biggest HFT, of course, not as a trading firm because we, are, we were small, but in terms of volume and the uh, effect on the market, yes, we made uh, between 5 to 10% of the Israeli volume. Oh, like the TA25 and stuff, right? The index. Yeah. On the options. Oh, fantastic. I, didn't know, I did not know that. Where did the interest with uh, crypto come in and how did eFrontiers come about? Again, it was a bit a naive step. I didn't know a lot about the crypto. We just saw that the crypto trading changes become very popular and the volumes there become bit crazy and at the beginning it was much easier to make profit there so again we saw an opportunity that near to our knowledge area and we jumped to there by the way tradeomatics is still uh, working and uh, it's much smaller today but it's still working and your knowledge about crypto and this trading opportunities came because you whilst at tradeomatics you traded crypto personally or there were other firms in israel that you heard about or how did this whole thing come about at the beginning, Tradomatics opened Efficient Frontier as a crypto arm, and then Efficient Frontier and Tradomatics separated to two different companies. I see. And you decided to switch across to crypto. So why, I guess for you, whether it's options or crypto, it doesn't matter because you're a technologist. And so you kind of switch across based on your interest, was it? Are you kind of becoming interested more in, in the data you were seeing around crypto trading? Or what made you go to the crypto side rather than stay in the traditional options? The crypto side is is much easier and attractive in terms of connecting to all the exchanges and see all the new product that this area create day by day. And you know also the traditional market is very hard to work with. If you want to open an account and new, on new exchanges, it can take you months. And I, I really like the, the issue that on the crypto you can start trading in a day on any exchange that you want. Yeah, it was actually the same reason which brought me to crypto. Was specific. I know a lot of crypto diehard people look at the controlling your money as being very, very important, which is it is to me too. But really what 
showed me the way was the access to financial markets. You know, this if you looked at what I did, which is also options trader on Life and Urex and CME, I could trade for 20 years trading options as a professional firm. But if I wanted to trade those same options as an individual, I was not allowed because I was retail. I didn't have enough capital. I couldn't guarantee enough enough commission for the brokerages that would route my orders. And it was incredibly frustrating to see that despite the fact that I was an expert in options or SME, subject matter expert, I still couldn't access the market myself. And that was a real revolutionary change for me in crypto. The fact that whether you, you had $100 or, or $100 million, you had access to the same order books and you could trade it all. So Efficient Frontiers is backed by a bunch of uh, sort of local Israeli investors and a bunch of global investors as well, like Animoca and Kaiba and some exchanges. How did you guys initially, I guess, was your initial seed funding for crypto trading from the main business and then you raised outside money from an equity perspective? Is that how it worked? Yes, in those days, in 2070, it was very, also today, but it was very easy to raise money for the, for the crypto area. And we were well-known uh, algo trading uh, company in Israel. So it was not so hard for us to open a new arm, raise some money for that, not something huge, because we had the technology and everything. We just jumped our technology to the new area. Of course, we need to make some uh, conversions and code changes and things like that. But we didn't come to the trading in crypto naked. We didn't start or learn trading there. So it was a bit easier for us. Yeah, you have a good track record, I guess, right? So how many exchanges do you trade on, for example? I know you've you're been a long-term customer of CoinFlex, which is, thank you for that. But in terms of sort of global exchanges, what would your guess be? How many exchanges do you guys trade on? Today, I don't know, between five and tens or to ten of course, we do some trading from time to time on small exchanges and things like that. But in general, I think between five to ten on only the biggest exchanges that we feel comfortable. We are trading with huge volume and high capital. So we are also some of our funds, by the way, it's our customer funds. So we really care about the place that we are trading on. Yeah. And just on a, on a point of note, do you trade on the traditional exchanges like like the Tradematic side? Like, are you on CME, for example, to trade their Bitcoin futures? Not now. We see the opportunity, but the management of trading in CME is it's not enough valuable for us now. Let's say. Would that mean more from the fact that uh, from a edge per trade, or would that be more from a capital requirement because their leverage is so low that you would have to put a lot of capital for your trades? Yes, the capital is problematic. Also, the fees are very high and the spread is big and every trade there should be pretty high. Now we don't see the benefit on trading there. I think we have enough flow on, the, on our exchanges. It's easy to move the funds between the exchanges. So currently we don't see. But if the, maybe the option market there on the CME will start leading the market or become mature, so for sure we will go there. Yeah, I mean, I think what is interesting, uh, yeah, I think the, the tick size on their main Bitcoin futures was very problematic in terms of the size. I think it was five BTC per contract, which is huge. The mini BTC that they've introduced is probably a really good move. It'll be, it's very early days. It'll be good to see how that goes as well. What about in terms of um, oh, DeFi? How how you guys adopted to DeFi trading? For sure, we are doing DeFi. Okay, we have a, a new 
spatial unit or arm in the company that doing only DeFi. Again, we are coming more from the from the trading side and less from other DeFi things that now the DeFi world can offer us. But we surely believe that in the potential of also the DeFi and we see the difference between the DeFi and the CeFi. So we are there. We didn't came from there, but we are going to there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, the, the more interesting change. I've done a few pods now where you know, certain trading firms have separated their units. So the DeFi team does his own thing, the CeFi team market mix. But I'm also hearing more and more how the firms are actually doing flow trading across both now and integrating it because I think that's going to be key because the liquidity is building up on both sides. I'm also curious, you guys are not into crypto options yet, right? We are not in the crypto option because the crypto option is not there. Okay, I, I'm personally like uh, I think the, the main product and we are specialized and also I personally like is the option market and I follow it from time to time, not frequency, but uh, I don't see that now the option market can bring value to traders like us. We are less edging our position. We are we are more finding good trades and the spreads today and the fees on the option. I didn't find a suitable option market and as personally and as, as a company, we are more than waiting for that. And I remember, Sudo, that you promised me an option market. I'm still waiting. I know, Ri. I, I do agree with your analysis that it's still very early. I think the edge and the uh, the volume as a, as a from the business side rather than the trading side is also somewhat limited. It's obviously dominated by one or two players right now, but it's still very, very small compared to futures. And we do have plans as CoinFlex for options too, because uh, as you know, in the traditional market, uh, futures contracts that have physical delivery and American options have a lot of lot of open positions in the option side because you can deliver in the money options down into the you know calls into the underlying. And so once we own physical volumes that go up and we own the kind of open interest in physical futures, options are very much in our roadmap because like you, my background is, is options as well. I'm looking forward to that, especially given the fact that DeFi option vaults are playing an important part in, vol- in vol- volatility now. And so CeFi and DeFi, again, could do really well side by side in options like it is on spot right now using swap pools. So Totally agree. How is institutional money in Israel adopting towards uh, crypto? Have they started to sort of experiment like in America or are they more like Asia where it's individuals rather than institutions? The institution in Israel is very conservative. So, yes, they do first steps on that, but it's not something massive until now. Yes, we hear from time to time that this or that uh, company searching for do some trades, but it's not something that they, they do casual. And from the regulation part, I think it's become a bit more easy for them to manage uh, big funds and move between banks and go to crypto and go back to USD or shekels. It's in the way, but it's not there yet. Yeah, so it sounds pretty much in line with everywhere else, right? It's sort of on the edge, but they haven't kind of firmly committed in. Oh, we should w- watch this space. I've got a just general question about, which is fascinating me about Israel, because obviously there's a lot of financial firms there. There is... Uh, a lot of security firms. Uh, there's obviously the bad history on binary option businesses, but all of this underpinned by the fact that you guys have just an amazing, yeah, an amazing collection of uh, 
engineers, right, from cybersecurity to financial markets. What is it about your education system that generates this amazing pool of engineering talent? This is a great question. I think it's more an history question. Israeli and Jewish guy, I guess this is my guess. I'm not sure it's right, but we had a lot of problem in the past and still we have a lot of problem. So maybe it's create from us. I don't know. A gener- we are a, a problem solvers and we are do things quick, maybe from time to time only to survive. And as a country, by the way, we are a very young country. Okay. So maybe we act like young children, but I get we become more mature. You see that if in the past company, Israeli companies sold themselves to $100 million or $200 million, we were the country of exits. Today, we also do IPOs, not success one, by the way, but we do a lot of IPOs also on NASDAQ. So I guess we become more mature, but I don't know why we like that. And I saw the difference between us to other people. I'm not like it all the time, but this is what we have. Well, we'll make the most of it. You're doing awesome. Are you seeing the the other traditional HFTs that weren't in crypto before? Are they are they also coming across into the crypto space? Totally. All of them are come to the crypto, and it's very interesting to see because not like us that we do maybe some fast steps as a small company like Tradeomatics that can move from market to market at any time they want. Those companies, I guess, make deep research and understood that they can make huge profit for that market. And it, it encouraged me at the end. Okay, because if, I don't know, DRW or Jump or Final was make their tests and say at the end, okay, this is a dead market or bad market, and they uh, decide not to enter, so maybe we were a bit more alone in the market, but it say a lot of on the market. Okay, so if all of those big companies decide to enter, I think that the markets are going to the right direction. Yeah. Now, this which brings us to a kind of very interesting point because in crypto now we're starting to see the HFT space, at least from a market infrastructure purpose, starting to replicate the traditional space. And one thing I heard recently that one of the world's biggest crypto HFTs, and they are the biggest in non-crypto too, were offering hardware as a service, order routing as a service, where you could buy the market infrastructure. With these new firms coming like that, what do you think of that model? I mean, for firms who are not in the arms race from a infrastructure point of view, like yourselves and many early crypto firms, do you see this kind of ent- you know entering of these bigger let's say, bigger balance sheet HFTs as a good thing in terms of if they offer out their sort of services that you guys can use as well? For sure. Especially from our side, the brokerage services is great. So in, in terms of fund management, it's totally works for us. Also, all the fees nego- negotiation that can take months with the exchanges. And if they can uh, make a short route or something like that, we are check it. In terms of infrastructure, we are using our infrastructure because we are HFT and this is one of the, our advantages. So we are not considered to use their infrastructure. We have our own. All the other services in general, not the custodian, but the brokerage that I don't need to transfer the funds to the exchange and move funds between exchanges. So yes, that's for sure uh, help a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, there's two parts, I think, the way I see this. One is the actual market access. So you piggyback their their infrastructure to trade. Now, you might benefit from their fees. You may benefit from the speed. I don't know what, in terms of privacy and front-running, and there's obviously lots of other questions that, you know, how is that managed when you're using another HFT's infrastructure? You know, that's, I guess, one question for firms to consider. And then I think the second question, is, which is separate to this, is really around prime broking, as you, you call it, or custody. Because obviously, as crypto traders know, the, the second biggest issue is capital, which is the fact that, or probably the biggest is capital, because you have to hold a separate pot of funds at every exchange, because the exchange doesn't talk to each other. We don't care what you hold on uh, Binance. Binance doesn't care what you hold on CoinFlex. And and we need the prime broking or PV model. And obviously, you know, Tagomi was one of the early pioneers. They were bought by Coinbase. You're getting more firms out there. You know, Hidden Road, I keep hearing a lot about, you know, they're offering this inter-exchange PB model. And that, I guess, is going to be another step up from for you guys uh, from a liquidity point of view. And you don't have to be separately, you know, you could be long Bitcoin futures on one exchange, short on the other. And you have to keep equal amounts on both, whereas the PB will net it for you. And I guess that's going to be huge for firms like uh, for you guys, right? Totally agree on that. The part of the money management and the fees is, yes, is, is something that we are deeply consider. And again, about the infrastructure, we are, we are a bit uh, different or not a bit special company that also build their infrastructure by its own. But yes, I guess also the infrastructure solution can fit 95% of the users. It will be great for them. No, fantastic. Ori, we're coming towards the end of time. I just wanted to say this has been a fantastic time speaking to probably the oldest uh, crypto co-founder in Israel. If we had video, people would realize how much better looking than I am of you. But you and I already know that. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Sud. It was great to see you again. Miss you, brother. Likewise. Likewise.